Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And today we are going to be talking about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, before then, I have uh, just a couple little things that I heard about this week that I would love to share with you all. The U-2-2 rover, the Chinese rover that's currently traveling the dark side of the moon, uh, recently found in the distance a strange cube looking chunk of moon i guess and uh we'll shortly be uh getting closer to that and inspecting it what's in the box, uh, what's in the box? exactly uh most likely rocks but it's fun a rock box it's a rock box an alien who loves collecting rocks <laughs> uh we can only dream uh so that's one fun thing that's going on. The other fun thing is that uh, some uh, researchers in a school that I already forgot the name of and I never wrote it down uh, have been working for years on something called the Xenobot. Uh, Xenobot 1, 2, and now 3, which are all sort of permeations of one another. The Xenobot being, uh, the, I suppose, the first organic robot, uh, according to what they've been saying. It's a microscopic uh organism that they've created out of the stem cells of a uh, clawed African frog, uh, which they have been able to cut up and put together using AI uh, programming to create these tiny microscopic creatures that are programmed to move, uh, heal, and now replicate. So there are tiny organic robots that can give birth to themselves by consuming singular cell uh, debris around them. And that's pretty fucked up. I don't know if it's messed up it's just progress i mean it's definitely in not a world-ending way i mean it's definitely progress uh the intent behind the xenobot line of uh, experiments is to create <clears throat> microscopic programmable organisms that can do all sorts of neat things uh from cleaning up uh plastics in the ocean the oceans by consuming whatever those plastics are breaking them down or uh healing people regenerative medicines uh because a lot of uh, what those xenobots are made out of is essentially uh, cells that could become flesh for the the, the clawed African frog, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> with the, with this new replication function that they've uh, been able to add to it, uh, the idea is that oh, there's a someone who has a big old thing, big old cut in them. We can use this uh, organism, this robotic organism, to uh, put it in that wound and have it grow skin mm-hmm. and just fill in the space. So almost like a cousin of nanobots, yeah. uh, which are not real. <laughs> uh, they're not real. <laughs> not real. I'm yet. just saying that because I know people who thought they were real. Um, and also scarily close to what we're going to be talking about today in, <laughs> <laughs> in viruses and science gone wrong. <laughs> Yes, every, every day we get closer and closer to a true hellscape. To a true Resident Evil <laughs> apocalypse. Isn't that just wonderful? But no, that's, that's all I got. What about you, baby? I heard that uh, something you found something pretty interesting. I'm take a sip of my tea. <laughs> um, this is the most important news you will hear all year. All right. Um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend will be playing Dracula. Yes, Mabel. Nicholas Cage will be playing Dracula in a movie titled Renfield, 
after Dracula's uh, henchmen. We do not know when it will be coming out. We don't know a lot of information on it. Um, <laughs> um, it is still in pre-production, I believe is what it's called. But <laughs> I am exci excited and ecstatic to see Nicolas Cage be Dracula. Every time Nicolas Cage gets on screen, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's never not fun. We watched a whole movie where he didn't speak at all. <laughs> and it was fabulous. He did a great job in that. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I love Nicolas Cage so much. What an interesting actor. And I, I watched an interview one time. Um... I believe it was like GQ or you know the 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 videos that are like oh so and so discussed their careers. Um, it, it might not have been GQ. I have no idea about <laughs> these weird magazine companies. But um, he he knows that he's being weird in his movies. Like he knows he's eccentric, but he likes to. It's like fun for him. And honestly, get it, man. Like yeah. have fun. Like you know you're being weird and you're doing weird movies. Why not? 100%. I would do the same thing if I was an actor who just could do whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. I would always pick the weirdest fucking movies ever. <laughs> you think he lays awake at night <clears throat> and thinks about all the people who have sequined pillows of his face? I mean, I would. Anyway. Anyways, Moving back <laughs> to the topic at hand. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Yes. So, brief synopsis of the movie. Uh, it the movie starts off with uh, Claire Redfield coming back into town after years abroad, uh, maintaining her distance from the city as she is an Umbrella skeptic, and Umbrella having become a staple, if not the, the core foundation of this tiny town um, of uh, Raccoon City. While she returns, she notices a strange uh, encounters with less than healthy looking individuals uh, and some shady truck drivers and all sorts of, you know, unfortunate things uh once she finally comes back to the city she gets in a hold of chris trying to uh convince him of what shady dealings has been going on with umbrella which has brought her back to the city uh shady dealings such as toxic you know waste dumping and other uh dangerous leaks happening from the the factory which may or may not uh lead to a, a pretty awful zombie invasion as, uh, as I'm sure everyone is pretty much aware. That's Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's Resident Evil for you. <clears throat> uh, the rest of the movie takes uh, the these two siblings on different paths as one uh, works for Umbrella and investigates the titular residence of evil, <laughs> the mansion. And uh, the other uh, finds her way to Leon and the police station and tries to survive the night. And uh, <clears throat> that, I believe... Is the majority of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think we can talk about this movie without at least mentioning the previous Resident Evil franchise, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that this one is 100% in every way better than the last franchise. Because the last franchise had at least one very good movie. Yeah, and the last franchise was different. Like, it was... <sighs> good with <laughs> with a you know um good in his own way um because it was more 
based of from based off the games rather than like the games. You know what I mean? Like it was inspired. It wasn't yeah. inspired by, not based off of. Yes. Exactly. And uh, the the original. I mean, let's be honest. Had some pretty memorable scenes. The laser, oh, yeah. the laser hallway thing. Everybody remembers that. That's, Everybody that's... who has watched Resident Evil remembers that. And I feel like even if you haven't watched Resident Evil, you've heard of it. You've seen homages to it. It's been done a lot through that same idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a good fucking scene. So like, there's definitely some serious quality in the first uh, franchise. But this one, it, it goes a different route. Unlike the the original Resident Evil movies, it's not just influenced by it's genuinely based on the games mm-hmm. uh there's no alice in the new ones that all the uh, all of the uh prime time characters from the games are present we have chris and claire redfield we have leon kennedy uh we have that one girl whose name i forgot something valentine oh boy <laughs> <laughs> jill valentine that is correct uh we would have one of the uh the the blonde evil guys <laughs> Do you want me to say their names? Yes, please. <laughs> so there's Claire and Chris Redfield. Right. We have Leon. Uh, we have Albert Wesker. Uh, oh. We have, uh, I said Leon already, Jill Valentine, Ada Wong. Um, yeah. Yeah. The... Like the, those are just the mains. I feel like I was missing some, but yeah, there's, there's not that many that are integral i guess at least right away unlike the uh the original resident evil movie franchise mm-hmm. this one really decide decided to stick with the the flow of the games the style of the games uh pulling in all of the name characters that the original for some reason decided not to involve and uh, i think like i've never actually played the resident evil games i've watched some people play it i've seen snippets of it but I know enough to be like, oh, hey, that's cool. I like this guy. Remember, I know what he's about. Uh, Chris isn't big enough to punch a boulder yet, but he's getting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's exciting. Not only that, uh, the some of the scenes from the movie seemed like they were such pure homages to the game themselves. Like, they were, they were you know, replications. Uh, there was a scene in which one of the characters was playing some piano notes in a certain order because it was the the key to unlocking a door. That's a fucking puzzle. That's a puzzle in the games. And that's fucking awesome. Like, they brought that in, which I don't think is a thing that the original Resident Evil movies really did. No. Um, there were times, I believe, where Alice, uh, played by Mila Jovovich, uh, where she had to, like, figure things out and things were, like, booby-trapped or, like, here and there, there was a little mystery or a puzzle, but it wasn't like directly, oh, you need to go find this key or this code or this gem and shove it in this statue to open the secret <laughs> passageway, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, Resident Evil uh, 2021 <laughs> has, uh, has done that. It, you know, there's a scene where they are walking through the mansion and right in the middle of this giant hallway is a bird cage with books all around it, and it, you you know that like you look at that and you go, that's that would be a puzzle. Yeah. That would be a puzzle in the game. People who've played it more, <clears throat> sorry, people who've played it more might have even seen that and been like, I know that puzzle. I know how to solve it. You know, yeah. like there are actual mm-hmm. bits 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 of the game in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Um, <clears throat> and so when, when he sits down, when Wesker sits down at the... Because at this point, he is just a cop. When he sits down at uh, this piano and starts playing in the notes, you know, you get this kind of, like, excitement because it's, I don't know, a, a direct call back to the games, you know, puzzles. Like, that's a huge thing in Resident Evil are the puzzles. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> there was a, uh, a scene earlier on in which uh, uh, Leon is hanging out on the front desk of the police station because I guess he's a rookie cop and real bad at his job. Yes, which is you know, a reference to, I believe, game three? Two? Two. Mm-hmm. You know? You have, like, three of them. Yep. I The numbers are difficult, Okay. Anyways, I hard to remember them new in numerical order. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a scene where he's just in the front office, and behind him, you see, like there's you see the statue in the staircase exactly like it is in the game when you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've oh, I watched that bit enough that I remember it, and yeah. that was cool. Like just seeing it recreated mm-hmm. is very fun. So, what are some of your favorite parts, bits and pieces? Um. Well, I enjoyed. Uh, most of, all of the actors like i think they all did a really good job at the part they were supposed to play um the you know when they signed up for this movie they had to know that like it's a horror movie and bits of it are going to be serious and whatever but like it's also like we're gonna have fun here you know mm-hmm. it's, it's based off a video game you can't make it you have to make it kind of goofy because you know what you're doing you know and things that are in a video game or an anime or cartoon whatever when they're uh transferred into real life movie tv show it's gonna look a little weird because it it doesn't feel the same you know like the rules that you can get away or break the rules you can break in video games and animated things you can't really do in real life because it, it doesn't feel as realistic so, you know, they did a really good job at being serious, even when the situation or the scene was a little dorky. <laughs> and it was pretty great. I loved it. Um, yeah, and I, I really liked all of the callbacks to the video games. Um, uh, near the end, when they defeat the doctor, the the main uh bad guy i guess um from the orphanage they uh he has like hit points in his mutated body because of course you know he he injected himself as you as one does you know Mm -hmm. uh with an infectious disease that could mutate your body and kill you um but he's evil so he does it um and he you know has eyes all up in his arm very ugh, very <laughs> very gruesome looking which is very true to the games um the 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 eyes and the arm creature okay i don't <laughs> anybody who knows the exact names of all of the different resident evil creatures i applaud you um but that that mutation has always creeped me out something about the eyes and the way they flick it just kind of hurts my eyes and i don't know it just i don't like it but they did they did it perfectly i think and 
when they defeat him, they have to shoot specific areas, and it just, it was wonderful. I was happy about it. Like, I think I literally clapped <laughs> when I was in the movie theater. Well, of course. He, I mean, I remember him. He's, a, he's an enemy in, I think, number one. Like, I think he's the uh, the, fir- the final boss in the first game, isn't he? And uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think he is, because I, I, I remember watching someone play it on YouTube, and... <clears throat> the the location was different but the but the enemy was the same and they had to use the same it was the same thing i was like oh hey when you see this thing you know how to kill it you shoot it in the in the weak point in the eyeballs and in the movie they didn't at first but eventually they did and it was great it felt very like yeah we know mm-hmm. what's going on this is perfect mm-hmm. uh and i don't know there's a lot of uh satisfaction in that yeah um and really quick before we move on to you know your the things that you enjoyed about the movie um i just wanted to bring up that like the characters are really cool and they most of them are very true to their uh character in the games um there have been tweaks i guess not necessarily in like aesthetic but in like looks of the character i suppose which I know some people are going to be babies about. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to get right to it. <laughs> um, Leon is not a, <laughs> a white man with silky locks. He is a gorgeous, uh, I believe, Middle Eastern? I don't know. Or, I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm, Anyway, he's not white, (laughs) and people are going to get upset about it, but I think, uh, I hope I say this right, Avon, Avon Yogia, if there's any fans of him, please help me, (laughs) Um, he, I think he did a marvelous job as Leon. Oh yeah, he was, he was, he did a great job as uh, Pretty Boy Bimbo. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what he was, and it was great. At no point yeah. did, uh, until near the end, was there was no point until near the end where I felt like Leon would have survived unless uh, Claire was there. Yeah, which is pretty fun, um, because you know usually you're you're seeing Leon as this hardcore, like extreme, like he's the he's the guy you need. He's the he's the fighter. Like you want him on your team. Um, but you know, in this, he's he's a rookie cop. He's starting out. You know, this is this is before he becomes that basically that superhuman <laughs> hero, um, the, that saves the world from the virus every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was pretty great. Agreed. Uh, <clears throat> so, a couple of my favorite bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It's we we've, we've we've watched quite a few undead vampire zombie you know whatever movies in in our time, and it's been a long time since a zombie movie has scared me. Admittedly, this is this is very much by the by the numbers. Like it's not like ooh this is the first time I've ever seen that before. They, it was jump scares and it was uh, timing, but still I I got genuinely spooked a few times throughout the movie, which hasn't happened in a while. And I'm a big fucking baby, <laughs> so like. Zombie movies have not been living up to what they could, mm-hmm. just, just on that alone. So I, I really enjoyed the fact that there was a bundle of times where uh, I genuinely jumped a little bit in my seat. Uh, second thing that I really quite enjoyed was the 
the style, the admi- the the characters' uh, designs, they they looked great. Both the the regular characters, the main characters, uh, and the monsters looked phenomenal. They they looked a lot more like grotesque, infected individuals than mm-hmm. in the previous games. A, a lot more disturbing because, yeah. like in the original, they're just they're just zombies. Um, but in this one, they look, I don't know, the, the, the weird difference between undead and infected, but there is, there is, mm-hmm. and they did look more infected and disturbing in this one. Yeah. And that was a delight. Uh, my favorite one without a doubt was, uh, uh, Sarah Trevor. Lisa. Lisa Trevor. <laughs> Damn. I'm so close. <laughs> I don't know that. I got the last name. That's close enough. Anyways, Lisa Trevor, I think she was one of my favorite character designs. Uh just because she was fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, she was she was definitely creepy and yet so sweet. Such a such a nice girl. <laughs> such a nice lady. Uh yeah, she was she's uh one of the children, presumably, from the orphanage that... Well, not Wesker. That wasn't Wesker. No. Uh, that evil scientist bad guy uh, ran and presumably experimented on her. And she became this sort of deformed uh, skin of something else wearing girl, which is horrible to look yeah. at. It was like her regular face was peeking out from this mask that had been made of skin. Yeah. And it, it was... Huh. Horrid. So... <laughs> so creepy and i loved it so much uh the first few the first couple scenes where she was in it where she was in the movie uh was spooked the fuck out of me her visage was horrible but the few times where she just, the camera just turns and then the doll that she was playing with just gets put there awful that doll is terrifying <laughs> it's a fucking uh Eggman looking uh humpty dumpty looking ass doll and it's horrible <laughs> Man, I I, th- I just thought she was a, a great looking character. She was very well constructed, uh, and you know the other all the other ones were fun. Uh, I appreciated that. It seems like for the majority of the of the enemies, aside from big eyeball guy and tongue guy, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You played the games. The tongue guy <laughs> lives in the in the ceiling. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, aside from those two, who seemed to be the only ones that were really CGI'd. Everything else seemed like it was mostly practical effects, mm-hmm. costumes and makeup, and I love that. Practical practical de- costume design is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It always makes everything feel so much more there. Yeah, CGI is impressive, and when done right, like you sometimes can't even really tell that much, but you always you always know. Like there's, you can fiddle with it and be as creative as you want, and you know be as good at it as you want, but. You know, you just can't make something real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just can't bring something out of nothing and make it look exactly like reality. You know? It, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel or it's going to look just a little bit off. Like, a little bit too smooth. A little bit too quick. Or, you know, because normal humans kind of are, I don't know, not clunky, but... There's a certain way that they move, and CGI just doesn't always get that exactly right. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's why, it's why it costs so much. That's why people get paid so much to do it. It's very difficult. Not, and aside from it being difficult to create visually, I think 
practical effects also allow the actors more, you know, uh, more opportunity to act off one another. Because uh, one, when they're acting against this, you know, CGI thing, they're acting against someone who's just kind of there, taking up the space, mm-hmm. but aren't not not. There's not even guarantee that it's actually the actor. They're not actually, you know, going back and forth with their lines. And I feel like that's got to be so much harder than someone who's just in this horrifying costume and you're staring them down in the eye <laughs> and trying to mm-hmm. uh, spit lines back and forth. I think that just leads to a better uh, to a better uh, communication on the screen itself. Yeah, so. I mean, we've all seen the behind the scenes of, you know, Marvel movies or uh, <laughs> DC shows or Twilight where the other where the other person is just in a green or black suit with little dots all over them and trying to have a serious connection with that person is difficult. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I think I think the the uh practical effects really help the actors get into that mind space. Mm-hmm. So, any negatives for you? Any negatives? Um I don't know, honestly, because like part of me wants to say the weird, the weird shots, like the weird, the, the, the way certain scenes were shot, but I actually kind of enjoyed it because it, it gave more of a feel of like a weird video game m- movie, you know, um, like there were certain scenes where, uh, an infected person would like move in a certain way and like look up at the camera and it would like zoom in on them and it, it was very strange but um playing the first game a little bit it really looked like this uh, like a scene from the game you know so like in a way the cinematography was actually so good <laughs> because they were able to capture that feeling in that like same exact scene from the video game. I think though if I really had to pick a negative, it would be maybe the very end, maybe like the after credit scene um which was acted very well. Like it it wasn't a bad scene. Um I just wish I don't know. Hmm maybe more had been said or done or something like more clues had been given to as what the next movie might be um right because it it, it doesn't really tell you it gives you a feeling there's going to be a second movie but doesn't really tell you what that second movie could be of mm-hmm. yeah it, it's like the whole point of after credit scenes is to sort of uh seed the next <laughs> part of the franchise and i mean anyone who wa- who's played the games probably has an idea of where they're going next but the the scene itself didn't really convey what's going on it it showed a little bit more about what's going to happen to wesker and like what um his story entails and what how it's going to connect with other people maybe um but yeah it so it just ended kind of ambiguously I suppose, just because, um, I mean, the people who survived are just, you know, a classic scene, they're walking away from an explosion or whatever, (laughs) and so it's like, okay, everybody survived, 
But wait, there's another scene? Okay, so is there going to be a second movie? I think so. You know, so I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of, and I'm really searching here because I really did like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, people did not. I, I guess. Other people really did not like this movie. Um, it only has a, what was it? You want to guess? You want to guess the percentage that All it right. has? Is this Rotten Tomatoes, or where, where, where are we getting this one on? This one is IMDb. What, what's the score on IMDb? Uh, IMDb is out of 10, right? Yep. All right. IMDb score. My guess is... So, I'm, I'm going to link this to what I have as a critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing <clears throat> is very she- cheesy, very cliche. But that's part of it's what it's supposed... Like, it's doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. which makes it a little unpleasant. But, like, it's supposed to be that way for the... So it matches the game. But I think people didn't like that. So I'm thinking they gave it, like, a four. A four? Is that your final answer? Uh, my final answer. It's four out of ten. It's 5.6, actually. Ooh, it's pretty close. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What's the percentage out of 100? Uh, uh, <clears throat> 69. You think it's 69? I think Rotten Tomatoes... You are very cold. Oh, I was hoping that Rotten Tomatoes had more fan more fan uh, responses and figuring they would be more into it because of the game. But yeah. down? Farther down? Farther down. Fuck. Okay. Um, 32. A little warmer. Still a little chilly. It's still a little nipply out. Still, Less? Still a little cold. Farther down? Yeah. Goddamn. Okay. Uh, 25. Warm. All right. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's 28. They gave a 28, 28 out of 100? 28% on Rotten Tomatoes and oh. 2 out of 5 on Empire. So people really didn't uh, <laughs> like it, which is strange. Um, there are some people who say this this was the the movie that the, the games needed. You know, this is the movie that should have been made. And then there's other people who are like, you know, I'm bored. This is kind of campy and dumb. Like, whatever. I don't get it. And so they don't like it. But, I mean, you can't please everyone. And I feel like a lot of movies that we talk about, we end up enjoying for the most part. And then everybody else hates it. We (laughs) should watch a movie that's really bad. That way we can just rail on it the whole podcast. Maybe one of these days. (laughs) Somebody give us a bad movie that we can rail on. Mm. Jeez, I can't believe... I'm still honestly kind of surprised I got such a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. I assume that Rotten Tomatoes is going to be the one where... The most like people who know who've played through the games mm-hmm. were just like, ah, oh, yeah, I watched this because I I wanted to see the game come to life, and then would have been like, yeah, this is exactly what I was expecting. Woo, eight out of ten. But no, they 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 did not come out. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But people can be picky and posh, so <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I personally probably would have given it a maybe like an eight. Maybe yeah. 8 out of 10. I, I agree. I, I'm also going to go with 7.5, 8 out of 10. Because uh, it is, if we if we count it on what it's trying to do, 10 out of 10. Because it did exactly what it wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether that's a good movie or not, that's debatable. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a solid it, People who wanted the actual characters of Resident Evil in the movie, they got it. Like, Leon and Ada were in uh, the OG Resident Evil movies for a few scenes in like the last movies and there's like god like 12 of those movies um (laughs) and 
in this one, they're all in it. I mean, Ada's only in it for a minute, but the movie gives you hope that there's going to be more, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Fair. Ignore all the other reviews. Ours is the only one that ever matters, like always. Uh, as far as we're concerned, 8 out of 10. Real fun time, especially if you've seen, especially if you've played the uh, the original games. You know, there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of pandering, a lot of uh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fan service. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's what it was meant to be, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it should have been. So. Going, going into it real quick, I I did think that the Doctor Birkin, Doctor Birkin from the the orphanage, I did think he was going to be a Wesker, and that um. The, the big guy was just going to be a character. Um, and when it turned out that the the cop was uh, Wesker, I... I don't know. I, I wasn't upset. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Because um, I like Resident Evil, but I am not... Um, you know, like, I, I don't know all of the details of the lore and I don't know everyone's like deep detailed family backstory. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if, if, if you were looking for that in this podcast, we are sorry because <laughs> we were just reviewing how much we like the movie. We don't, you know, deep dive into the lore of Resident Evil, maybe someday, but not today. Definitely. Um, but I thought, you know, that's how it was going to go. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how Wesker becomes, you know, this big bad from this small town cop who was actually friends with Chris and Claire Redfield mm-hmm. yeah, and Jill Valentine. Yeah, when the movie started, I assumed that he was the other Wesker. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's... Yeah, the, the, the son from number five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently not. I mean, uh, whatever. We're going to have to wait and see until the next movie, see what actually happens with him, mm-hmm. if there is a next movie. I hope there is. Uh, yeah. I've got nothing else to say about this. It was fun. Go watch it if you if you you know if you want to if you want to watch Resident Evil rather than play it. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all we got today. Uh, it's a fun movie. Go check it out. Adios.